one. This is day one of 44. 44 trips to Pineville, 44 days laying on a table for 15 minutes or so and getting radiated. It's day one. Well, it's just starting. It just happened this morning. But the first thing that was cool about today was that this morning, early on, I got a text. And the text was from my daughter, Emily, who's in London, England. And she just sent me five words and a heart. But it certainly touched my heart. Her words simply said, praying for you today, Dad. My little girl, who's no longer a little girl, out living on her own in a big city, and has been doing that for a while now, told me she was praying for me today. And that started my day off well. That made it okay, right from the start. I know there are others, many others, in my family as well, and friends and churches and people all around that are praying for me. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that more than you can know. The beauty of going through an experience is that you find out about other people and how they care for you. Sometimes when life just goes along little by little, we, we just don't know. It's not that I didn't think that Emily loved me. I knew she loved me. I knew that uh, she prayed for me. But right now, especially, she knew, she knew today was the day one for me. And she said, I'm praying for you, Dad. I'm praying for you. Praying for you today. And I thank you, Emily, and others. I was thinking also today... Uh, yesterday I, I talked about a, a story of when Rosie was little but one thing I was thinking about with Emily even before this I think but certainly today or, or yesterday I was thinking about how when my kids were little I would get them up and get them off to school because my wife Diane uh, seemed to always have a job uh, when, when they were in school anyway uh, when they were home from school, uh, not, uh, not in all the time, then she was taking care of them. But uh, once they were both in school, then um, I would get them up and get them going. And uh, one of the things I would do is I would read the Bible with them and I'd let them choose what they, what they wanted read. And also I would pray with them. And we would pray just about simple things, including we would pray for their teachers each day but I remember that I, we would let them I would let them so a lot of times this would be one-on-one -on -one with them because their schedules were different uh, four years apart in schools and so sometimes they were different schools but I remember when we'd be reading through a gospel we usually like read a gospel and then we read something else that they would choose uh, from the Bible we read a different book of the Bible we read a whole book through and then we would uh, look at something else but I remember, especially with Emily, that when we read the gospel, 
And when we get to the part where Jesus was beaten and going on to the cross, um, in that part, she would put her hands over her ears so she couldn't hear. And sometimes I would just think to myself, well, she needs to hear this. And I would just keep reading because it was part of the Bible. And she would just keep her, her hands over her ears like she couldn't hear that. She didn't want to hear about her Jesus getting beaten, her Jesus going on the cross. And she would look horrified. I mean, she would look so sad. She would be so upset because Jesus, who she loved, was getting beaten up and was dying. And I remember thinking then how sad it was for me that I didn't feel that way. That I could hear over and over again about Jesus being beaten, about him dying on the cross. And yeah, because I knew the resurrection was coming, I would just, but she did too, but I would just not be so emotional. But I thought to myself, I should be that upset that he was beaten for my sins, for, that he was beaten up. I should be that upset. But I wasn't feeling it emotionally. I cared, but I wasn't feeling it like she did. And there she was with her hands over her ears so she wouldn't hear this part. She knew it. That's why she was covering her ears up. She knew what was coming. In this time of my life today, in a sense, I know what's coming. I knew what was coming. In the last couple of days, if you listen to, to this blog on minus two and minus one, you heard me basically upset about what was coming. I mean, trusting in God and all those things, and yet just really kind of upset because I didn't know what was coming, but I felt something bad was coming. And uh, it's almost like sometimes like putting my hands over my ears like, La, 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 if I do this, then nothing can, can hurt me. Or as other stories where just covering up my, covering my eyes and I can't see. But today I saw, today I laid on the table, today they started radiation into my body. And I laid there and they were the kindest, nicest people I could have had working with me today. And I spent the time today praying for a lot of people. I wasn't quite sure what I would do while I was laying there, but I started praying for people individually. I had already prayed for Emily and Rosie and other members of my family this morning at home, but as I was laying there, not knowing really how long it would be, they said 15 or 20 minutes. Well, I prayed. I prayed for people individually. I prayed for their families and named people uh, by name. And I know that they're praying for me too, and lots of other people. And those of you who are listening to this, I appreciate your prayers for me. And I want you to know that on this day one, it wasn't as bad as I imagined. It was better than I might have imagined. It wasn't so bad to go through radiation. But most of all, I'm loved. I'm loved by my daughter, Emily. I'm loved by my other daughter, Rosie. I'm loved by my wife. I'm loved by other people as well, and I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for your love and for your care. And just know that God loves you, and there are others that love and care for you. Hold on to that. 
hold on to Jesus.